Hey girl, are your healthy habits all over the place or non-existent? Do you wish you could find true food freedom, move your body for joy, and really just talk a little nicer to yourself? If you have tried to have it hack your health, but the strategies you've tried just haven't worked for you in your busy lifestyle, then this podcast is for you. Hey, I'm Emily Nichols, habit and fitness coach, behavior change specialist, and Taco Tuesday enthusiast. (laughs) Hey, I'm here to tell you there is an easier way than what we've been taught about our health and our habits. How do I know? Well, because I've transformed my own life through habit hacking, and now my family gets the best of me, and I now help my clients do the same. I'm now going to teach you how to create healthy habits in less time, guilt-free for all seasons of your life. It's not your fault your habits haven't worked, my friend. We just have to do them differently. So are you ready to feel empowered and transform your habits in life? Then let's do this. You're listening to episode 194 of Self Transformed. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. I can take like a big sigh. It's always so fun launching new things. And I just want to send you all a great big thank you. I wish I could hug you all personally. Thank you to everyone who enrolled last week in the new accelerators. I'm so excited to watch you all accelerate your results with your movement mindset food freedom or the bundle if you went ahead and bought all three girl i am excited for you now they're available anytime okay they're available anytime last week with the launch they were available for 50 percent off but y'all i made them affordable because that's what you asked for so they will be affordable from here on out so go check them out it's always linked in the show notes for you if you are looking for a way to simply Simply, simply, habit hack your health. I am sharing my very best habit hacks with you and my new habit hacking system within each of these accelerators to, just like it says, accelerate your healthy habits. And friends, as I was putting the accelerators together, you know, I have my super secret private podcast called Atomic Habits for Women, where I share in five super brief episodes why women have to do habits differently. I feel like this is kind of controversial. That's why it's a private podcast feed. If you want it, you got to go get in on it. No one can just search for it um, in iTunes or Spotify or anything like that. But as I was outlining the accelerators, I was like, I need to update these episodes. So if you have listened to them before, they should still be in your podcast feed. So go back and listen to them. Or you can sign up to access the super secret private podcast feed, Atomic Habits for Women at bit.ly slash Atomic Habits for Women. It's always linked in the show notes. It's a super brief podcast series just explaining why as women we have to do habits differently because we do. We do. You know what I'm saying. Go listen to it. I'm going to give you a few different reasons why and hopefully give you a few aha moments like, yes, and realize like, okay, okay, it's not my fault my habits haven't been working for me. We just have to do them differently. And I'll give you some tips in that private podcast series. So go check it out. So I'm really excited about today's episode. We're going to talk about how to train for the marathon of life and find your purpose or purposes with my friend Gabe Cox. She is from the Red Hot Mindset. She is the host of Pursuing Goals God's Way podcast. And I really love this conversation because I feel like running is such a great metaphor for for life. You know, I met some of my best friends in a running group. I don't run on the regular anymore. That was in a season of my life where um, 
that was great. And now I've kind of moved on to other things. But those girls are still my best friends. And I still love and care for all of them. Maybe I'll go back to running someday. Or I just am really enjoying walking, to tell you the truth. And just um, running, running on a treadmill here and there, Orange Theory. But, you know, a lot of times when thinking about, you know, creating these new accelerators we just launched, usually I'm a, I'm a, I like to sprint. I want to get it done. I want short distance. So usually when I have an idea, I'm like, boom, I'm doing it. Let's go. Let's go. But I really took my time and had a training plan in mind, if you will, and had, um, spread it out. That way I was able to be successful and not burn out. And when you run a marathon, you just can't go out and run it like tomorrow. Being the wife of a marathon runner, holy moly, the time my husband has put in to be a Boston Marathon qualified runner is like insane. Insane. And we talk about this with Gabe. She's a um, Boston um, marathoner too, which P.S. my husband still hasn't had a chance to run it. He qualified for it, but we'll get there someday. We'll get there someday. We've talked about this on the episode a long time ago. But running, like I said, is such a great metaphor for life. And even if you don't like running, this episode is for you because we're training for life. You know, running a marathon is hard. We do hard things though, right? But we have to have a plan in place. We have to set some goals along the way. And when we are training for a marathon, you know, you're just not running. There's certain days where you're climbing, you're doing hills, you're doing sprints, you're doing recovery runs, you're doing things outside of just the running, you're fueling your body, you're doing recovery methods like massages, um, ice baths, you're, you know, <laughs> just taking a day off of running as well if you can. It's such a good metaphor for life because some days it's going to be an uphill climb. Some days it's going to be a sprint. Some days you need a recovery day. And when we're trying to figure out our purpose, which it's more than one, right? Where you might be a mom, you might be an entrepreneur, you might be a CEO of a company, you might be a director of whatever. We all have purpose in our life, but sometimes I think we get so caught up in the busyness of it, we aren't creating enough white space to find that purpose as we are training for life. And Gabe is going to give us some really great ideas on some habits to create that white noise and find our purpose as we are training for life. So let me tell you a little bit about Gabe. She is a faith-based author, podcaster, coach, and founder of The Red Hot Mindset. She helps faith-fueled women turn their passion and purpose into impact and income, all for the glory of God. As an avid runner, she uses that interest to explore ideas around clarity, goal-setting, simplicity, and faith. And her mission is just to help women realize their gifts, hone their skills, and get crystal clear on their calling. She has a few books that she has written, including Mind Over Marathon, The Lemonade Stand 2, Anthology, and Victory Run. I love this so much. Almost makes me want to go out for a run. Maybe not. Maybe go for a walk. <laughs> but like I said, this is such a great metaphor for life. We're going to talk about some really great habits to help you train for life and find not only one purpose, but all of the purposes in your life. Okay, get your pen and paper handy. Let's start putting together your training plan for life. And don't forget to stick around to the end of my conversation with Gabe because as always, I'll be sharing my three biggest takeaways for you. All right, gang, thank you so much again for tuning in to Self Transformed. I am so excited to have my new friend, Gabe Cox, on this show. Gabe, thank you so much for coming on. 
Oh, you're welcome, Emily. I'm so excited to get to chat with you. I love talking to other podcasters. I actually heard you on one of my friends um, podcasts. We're in a mastermind together. And I was like, oh, you know, you just hear someone you're like, I want to have them on my show too. So thank you for coming on. Um, The first question I ask every single guest is what comes to mind when you hear the phrase self-transformed? Okay, I love this question and I had to think about it a little bit because I'm going, okay, what does it mean to be self-transformed? Um, because I do have a deep faith as well. And so I think about um, the fact that God's the one that transforms me. He molds me and shapes me. But self-transformed to me means that I am intentionally seeking to be a better version of myself every single day, whether it means that I'm studying something, if I'm doing personal development, or if it's just that I'm listening to that um, still small voice in my spirit and and actually obeying it. So self-transformed really just has to do with um, the intentionality of everything I do. Yeah. Everyone always says that they're like, I had to really think about it. Like, what does it mean for me to like transform and evolve? And I feel like we're always transforming. And a big piece of that is, you know, listening to what that inner voice is and actually taking action, like actually Mm -hmm. doing the thing that you keep getting these nudges about and being okay with learning or unknowing and seeing what happens along the way. I love that. Well, Gabe, can you share a little bit with us about who you are? Maybe you're on transformation journey that has led you to really what you do and who you are today. Mm -hmm. So I would say my transformation, oh, I've I've had so many transformation journeys. We'll just put it that way. But I would say it started really um, in college, moving into young adulthood. And I struggled a lot. There were a lot of, I had a lot of issues. We'll just put it that way. But I struggled a lot with um, just self-confidence and um, self-image. And I had an eating disorder in college. I had, I would call it an exercise disorder. It was kind of a if I ate too much, I'd exercise extra. If I didn't exercise, I didn't eat that type of a thing that I had to struggle through. It was a big battle in my mind. Um, and because I felt like I had to look a certain way and be a certain way. And, um, what's, what's interesting about that journey is that on the outside, I looked like I had it all together. I looked super successful. I was involved in everything, you know, the life of the party, all of the things, But on the inside, I was so torn up and people, nobody knew, like I hid that part of my life and it really messed me up to the point where I, I got to the point going, I don't know if there's anything left to live for. And that was a really scary point in my journey, especially when I mentioned before that I have a big faith base. Um, and as a Christian, I thought that would never happen to me. Um, how could I think those things? And and you feel this guilt like, oh, I'm not a good Christian now because of it. Well, that's not even true. That's just the enemy talking. But what I learned is one, I was willing to seek help. Like I got I got very deep um, in the weeds of of that part of my life, fell into a deep depression. But I was still willing once I hit that that point to ask for help and reach out for it. And thank God I did because it put me on this journey of self-discovery. Like it put me on this journey of uh, self-development. I started just, I actually went to the library or to the bookstore and I go, I don't know what book I need, but I'm going to walk around and find one. And it was interesting because the one I picked up was, it's called Lord Change My Attitude. 
Um, I can't remember who it's by now, but it's really about the Israelites journey in the desert and how they really needed to change their attitude. Like that could have been a 40 day journey instead of a 40 year journey. And I don't know why I was drawn to that book, but it changed. It started changing my life, changing the progression. Cause I was like, okay, I just need to reframe how I'm thinking. Like I need to reframe, frame that mindset. I need to go into a God discovery mode to help me learn a self discovery, right. To really know who I am and understand that we are very precious, you know, and, and there's so much that we have available to us to do that. And so anyway, it just kind of brought me on this journey that really led me to want to help others. Um, in their own, whether it's because they went through a deep depression or eating story like I did, or because they just don't feel the purpose. Um, and they, they don't know what they're being called to do, but they know that there's something, but they just don't know how to tackle that and get through it and have that breakthrough. And I feel like going on my own journey has helped me to be able to help others lead them through that. What a journey. And you're right. Like we go on so many different (laughs) journeys and transformations over our life. That's for sure. You know, I think it's really, um, I I love how a lot of times our own stories, when we go through something, we're like, how can I now help others, you know, based on what you've learned and what has helped you as well. And helping women find their purpose. I mean, I work with a lot of working moms, as I'm sure you do as well. And a lot of times it's like, oh, my purpose is being just a mom. And that's what they'll say, just a mom. And there's so much purpose to our lives. And sometimes we just get so caught up in, you know, all the roles we play and all the hats we wear. And I know you've kind of talked about life as, you know, running a marathon, um, and you're a Boston marathon, um, marathoner, right? Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Um, my husband, um, qualified in 2019, but then the whole thing happened the past couple of years. So he hasn't been able to run it yet. Uh. He wants that jacket so bad. We ran into someone on the trail the other day. He was, they're wearing a Boston jacket. I want to go get mine. <laughs> but you know, doing something like a marathon, especially being able to qualify for such a prestigious marathon, it takes a lot of dedication and training over time. So can you explain a little bit about how you really compare, you know, training for a marathon, like an actual marathon, and how do you compare that to training for life? Mm, I love it. Um, one thing I have to say is I have all the feels for your husband. Like I understand because I know the commitment that goes into training and qualifying and especially qualifying in 2019. I actually qualified in 2018 and was waiting for the 2020 because that was when I was supposed to run too. And then I had to wait and I did the virtual 2020 and then waited again, you know, and I qualified in 2018, ran it in fall of 2021. So it was like a three year journey and it's still ongoing. So he was Mm -hmm. 10 seconds shy of the cutoff. So he qualified, but then he got cut by 10 seconds. And then when he got to reuse his time, 
he was cut by five seconds. And then at that point, he was just like, all right, forget it. I got to retrain and do another marathon. He's like, that just wasn't, I wasn't meant to do it at this time of year, which was fine. But um, we actually did a whole podcast episode to get it. He's been the only male guest I've had on my show, but same, like, you know, it's training, it's a lot of dedication and time and mental work that goes into it. So I'd love to hear like your take on that. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll get there. I think that's, it's great. I think just qualifying itself is huge, but I get it, the wanting to run it. Um, But when it comes to, I love using marathons and running as an analogy for life because people understand it. Uh, Runners especially understand it, but I think just everyday people who don't even like running can understand what it, what those analogies mean. But when it, As far as like when I started training for Boston the first time, it was mainly me being just a mom, right? Um, Going, I kind of want to do something. I want to see if I can hit a goal again. You know, I've always been a driver and achiever. And when I moved into motherhood, I, I love every minute of it. But I did feel like I put everything on the shelf to be a mom, which um, we don't have to do. Like our kids need to, and this is one of my big messages is that Um, We are supposed to be the example for our kids. They need to see us model for them what it means to be an adult and what it means to live a successful, happy life. Because otherwise, what are they growing up to do? They don't want to do what we do if we're not showing them that. Um, And so that's kind of one of my strategies when I started that. I was like, I could have a goal and it could be a hard goal and I could try and decide, can I do hard things again and start creating new goals and whatnot? And so that's kind of what took me on that journey. But now looking back, like that was hard. It was hard because you had to essentially schedule your training in like an appointment. You had to think about how you were feeling your body. You have to think about what kind of training you need. It's very mental, very taxing. It's very hard to run a a marathon to qualify for the Boston marathon. Like it takes a lot of time and sacrifice and my kids and family sacrificed for me to do that. Um, and so when I won, they won. And I loved that though, because they were so proud of me. They were the first ones to tell me the good job and like, that it really mattered to them. And it sparked something in me that said, man, what we do matters. And so taking that marathon training and bringing it to life, um, what could we do if we treated life like a marathon where we go, okay, we can't just go out and run and have a good race. We have to actually take some time to plan um, and see what is it and have, and have a vision. Like, what is it that we're going after? Like, what does, what do we want our finish line to look like? What kind of legacy do we want to leave and then work backward and create some mini goals or mini projects along the way and figure out what kind of disciplines and habits. And Emily, I love, because you talk a lot about habits and, um, and being, and making things be a part of your life. And so it's not just, okay, now I have to do this and check this off. No, you create it as a habit to become a lifestyle. And that's how I think of when I, now when I go out and run, it's because it's a lifestyle. It's become a, it was a choice that I turned into a habit that is now a lifestyle. And that's what we can do um, training for life. We can, we can create the lifestyle we want by the disciplines that we have. Mm. Ooh, by the disciplines that we have. I love that so much. And you are so right, Gabe. Like our kids are watching and to show them like, hey, it's important to, you know, make promises to yourself and show up for your training plans. It's important to take care of yourself. Oh, look, 
when I win, we all win. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Were your kids there when you ran Boston? Uh, they were there the second time. Yes. So the first time my husband and I just went, they were really little, but the second time it was just fall of 2021. My kids, um, I think at the time were, gosh, I don't even know, um, 14, 11 and seven, maybe. So I was like, I want to bring them, get the Boston experience, go do like the, the freedom trail together and do some of the historical parts as well. So we made it a huge long road trip. We went to Niagara falls on the way there. It was super fun, but they really enjoyed it. They don't really like sitting there and waiting for me to finish my race, but I think the end they still enjoy because it's just like the process. I mean, cause it's almost like we are on this journey and you don't really see results or you don't see your progress very easily. But once you get to that end and you look back and you're like, wow, look at how much I've changed or look at how much I've grown. Look at how much I've self-transformed, right? How much I've transformed in this time. And I feel like, um, my kids, my kids were that way too, or it just kind of encourages them to keep going after their goals that are hard. Cause my oldest, also is an elite gymnast and he has really big goals. I mean, he has Olympic goals and he can do it, but man, it's mental. I learn from him every day because of how much he fails. <laughs> he fails uh, more than he succeeds. That's just what a gymnast's life is. Right. And yeah. so I feel like we can learn from our kids if we're willing to like, really just watch them too. Oh, I really feel that in my heart. I have two boys, they're 14 and 11 and same. Like, I feel like I'm always like learning from my oldest son, like all the time he golfs and it's such a mm-hmm. mental sport, like bless his heart. And then, you know, growing up and going through hormones and then having such a mental sport. It's like, wow, I'm so proud of you for how you conducted yourself, but also you know, your kids seeing you finish your race and like them feeling a part of it. That's so, so great. But I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of women are probably listening like, yeah, that's great. But there's no way I could dedicate any time to doing something like that or dedicate any time to just take care of myself, right? Mm-hmm. Just for those basic needs. So mom guilt is real. It's something that still creeps up in me sometimes too. And I even have strategies to help me with it. What What do you do or how do you coach someone to help them when they're feeling those feelings of guilt associated with taking care of themselves? Mm. Okay, I know you've felt this way before too. You start a new healthy habit routine and you find a good flow. Motivation is high, but then life gets in the way and you find yourself in a season of life where that healthy habit routine just isn't working for you now anymore. Ugh, right? I mean, instead of just giving up, come take my free masterclass, The Healthy Habit Reset. You will learn the simple five-step habit change method I only share in this masterclass where I take the overwhelm and confusion out of health and teach you how to reset your habits for whatever season of life you are in with some basic habit strategy. And I know what you're thinking. How long is this going to take? I know your time is precious, my friend. So the masterclass is broken up into just three 10 to 15 minute modules and is available as audio only too. I have a workbook to also help you take action. So it's not going to take up a ton of your time. Check it out for free and let me know what you think at bit.ly slash free reset masterclass. There's a link in the show notes for you as well. I can't wait to see you inside of the reset. Now let's get back to the show. So good. So good because it's important to take care of ourselves. And I know um, 
when we look at it and we talk about like self-care and it's selfish or all these things, well, um, when I try and coach people, when they're looking at what's my purpose, what do I do? Well, the first purpose and mission is you are a mom. If you are a mom like that, your purpose is to be a good enough mom for your kids. It doesn't mean you have to be a perfect mom. It doesn't mean you have to be like super. I'm not a Pinterest mom. We'll just put it that way. I don't like playing with my kids very much. I love playing board games, but I don't like playing Legos. Okay. That's we'll just throw that out there. So I've had that mom guilt of, I don't, I don't spend time with my kids. I just want to sit here and watch them, you know, but, um, as far as being our best version of ourselves and being able to one, take care of everything else going on and everyone else around us. If we're not taking care of ourselves, we're going to burn out and taking care of ourselves, not meaning go get massages and pedicures. I mean, do that if you want, that's fine. But if we're not taking care of our basic needs, getting enough rest um, and doing things we enjoy, like for me, it's running. And my boys know when I don't run Um, a few days after not running, they're like, maybe you should go on around your little crabby. Right. And so that's taking care of yourself. Um, eating right is taking care of yourself. Um, all of those things going and hanging out with friends is taking care of yourself. And if you're not willing to do those things, you will burn out. You will not be able to, um, meet the measures that you have to be as a busy mom or working woman. And, The other thing is if we don't take time, rest is like one of the most important cares, I think, um, along with white space, rest in white space, because if you're not finding the white space, it's really hard to sit and reflect and really know where you're going to be called next or what your purpose is. Like, what can I do to make an impact? And so I just really encourage moms to think about it in the fact that um, you are the first person that you're taking care of along with everybody else. Like, I don't know about you, Emily, but when I go on, like when I go on a girl's, I just went on a girl's retreat, um, this past fall and great. I love it. So fun. A few nights away, but I'm telling you the prep to get to girls night and the prep. I mean, I have to make sure my boys have their schedules. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure the meals are ready and frozen meals for them. And I have to make sure that the, you know, everything has to be planned. And then I get home to have to catch up and I'm like, man, that was rough. That was a lot of work. But in those few days, I got what I needed to, I got time to reflect and refuel because I mean, the mom is the lifeblood of the house. I think they are the ones who draw the atmosphere. And so if we are not taking care of ourselves, then the atmosphere is going to be lacking as well. Yeah. It's a great way to reframe it. And to know that, like I'm saying my kids would say, I go, I usually go for a daily walk. And like a few weeks ago, my oldest was like, um, Hey, I'll start dinner. If you haven't like walked yet today, <laughs> I was That's like, so sweet. Thank you. Yes. I have not walked. How could you tell? And <laughs> just went out, but that's so cool to like have them notice that and see that and see like, Hey, when I know when mom does this, it helps all of us. Everyone reaps the benefits and it helps you lose that mom guilt as well too. I mean, when we're thinking about, you know, finding our purpose in life, how can we do that if we don't give ourselves that white space? Like you mentioned, if we don't come from a place of thriving versus merely surviving. So other than being a mom, which is such a big role, so many of us hold, 
how else can we step in and have that red hot mindset like you talk about? I love that so much to help us find our purpose and our life because eventually one day these kids, you know, it's super important right now to instill like core values in them and just basic how to take care of yourself someday. But then they're going to grow up and go out into the world and be young adults. How can we also tune into ourselves and figure out, listen to that little voice as to what is my purpose? I am their mom. This is one of the most important roles I will ever hold. But what else is my purpose? Mm-hmm. Love that. So yeah, red hot mindset really means um, being willing to step into the fire and it's the fire of refinement where for me, it's God molding and shaping me into the woman he wants me to be, but you can't really have refinement without pain. And that's why it's like stepping into the fire, you know, um, a silversmith who is, um, creating this beautiful, piece. It, it wasn't beautiful. It was dilapidated. It was ugly until it went through the fire and shed those layers and they made it look beautiful. They made a different creation out of it. So it's being willing to do that. Am I willing as a mom to step into the unknown, to not care what others think, to, you know, see the fear and do it anyway, do things scared. Am I willing to do that? Because really stepping into the fire means stepping outside of our comfort zones. And sometimes, sometimes this is uh, some people might not like me saying this, but sometimes being a mom can be in our comfort zone. Like we can put our kids in front of us doing what we're being called to do. Um, Now, I'm not saying like sacrifice your kids. Don't like, you know, take care of them first. Right. But what I'm saying is we can put them um, on a pedestal and we can hide behind them. And that's not what we're called to do. We're called to do whatever it is that God called us to do. And in order to find that out, there's a lot of ways. And I don't know if everyone has just this one purpose, like you were meant to do this one thing. And if you don't do that, then you miss your calling. No, no, no. It's listening to that still small voice. It's taking that reflection time. Um, For me, I need a quiet time. I journal a lot. Um, I pray a lot, but I journal a lot. And I journal my thoughts because a lot of times it'll help me see, oh, wow, I really have a passion for this specific thing. I have, I, I really think I maybe I'm talented or skilled at this. Like maybe it's, um, asking good questions, uh, and leading people toward their own decision-making or getting unstuck. Right. But if I don't take time to look at that and go, what kind of skills do I have? What kind of talents do I have? Um, then I'm not really going to know I can use them. And so I'll journal a lot and whatnot. So I think one of the biggest things for us as moms is to find that time um, to do that and also to listen and go, oh my goodness, my spirit says that maybe I should start a business or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Maybe I should start a um, ministry or maybe I should be a Sunday school teacher. Well, if you hear that, then you need to take that into consideration and maybe start um, meditating on it. Maybe start looking for confirmations for it because it will be there if you're looking. Um, but then also in order to step into our purpose, we have to say yes and be obedient to whatever that is that we hear. Um, and so that's really, really the first step in knowing what your purpose is. Uh, you don't have to go on this big, long, um, extravagant week away to figure out what that purpose is and that one thing. Well, it might just be that you are supposed to be the um, 
Girl Scout trooper mom for, you know, like it's just saying yes to the the next thing that you're you're seeing. And I love how you mentioned just kind of having that white space and trying to listen and that that purpose can change over time and it doesn't have to be some big, crazy, extravagant thing. I feel like I get whispers from God all the time, like, oh, you should try this or you should try that. Or, you know, I broke my tailbone back in May and I was joking after it happened. I was like, oh, it was just God, like literally knocking me on my butt to like slow me down. And then I found a real joy and love of yoga. And now I'm like, I think I want to incorporate yoga into what I'm doing more. And I'm like, I would have never done that if I hadn't got uncomfortable, actually felt the pain. Like I literally broke my butt. You don't realize how much you do with your butt. (laughs) But I got looking back, you know, going through it, it was like, man, this is so hard. Like, why did this happen? And now it's just like, okay, now I see I had to go through that fire and come back on the other end. Like, okay, now I have you know, a new purpose or some new tool in my tool belt to really help me take care of myself just in that way and to be the best mom that I can be too. I love that so much. So, so say we've kind of gone through that and we're taking that time. You mentioned journaling as a, as a great habit that you do to kind of listen intuitively for that little voice to kind of find out where should I go next? What are some other habits you would recommend um, the ladies listening try out to try to find that purpose, something they could actually take action with? Mm-hmm. Uh, another couple habits. Um, I like to call it, it's called the red hot formula, but it's really, um, the first thing is really seeing it. So like I said, like the journaling and whatnot, but also just kind of digging a little deeper because I don't think we'll ever do anything uh, bigger than ourselves if we don't have a deeper why behind it, like what is our motivation to do something else, to step out of our comfort zone and, and really get uncomfortable in the unknown. Um, and so taking some time to really think about what that deep rooted why is and your why again can change over time, but it's not usually the first thing that comes up in your mind. You really have to dig and find the root. Um, and so I always think about it like, when our kids keep asking why, why is the sky blue? Well, why is that? You know, all the things and they want to know the deep reason, not that they really care that much, but they ask why all the time. Um, and I feel like we need to do that, um, and create a habit of that. Like when we feel stuck, it's probably because our why wasn't deep enough. And so, um, just kind of, and that's something I journal too, is the why is behind what I do, because I also want it to be purposeful. I want it to be intentional because why, I mean, if it's not intentional, then why are we doing it? It's just taking up space in our life. Um, so a habit that I like to do when it comes to these things is to do kind of a weekly, uh, well, weekly, monthly, quarterly, but really a weekly hash to go, what's going on this week? What do I have to do? Like, what are my priorities? What do I not have to do? Is there anything I should say no to? And really being purposeful about planning your week out um, because there are some things that we we have to do. Like if you're a working mom, we have to work <laughs> in order to make money to pay for our kids' activities or whatever else or put food on the table, right? But um, but uh, and even, sometimes it's fun things. Like maybe um, if you are feeling called to doing something like 
for me, I'm called to writing books and things like that. Well, if I don't say no to even some fun opportunities, I'm not going to have time to do that writing. So it's really figuring out um, what am I saying no to? Whatever I'm saying no to, I'm saying yes to something else. I think those are such simple habits that we can do every day and use some basic habit strategies that the ladies have learned through listening to self-transform to actually make those happen in our life and actually schedule in that white space to hear that, hear that inner voice and step into their purpose and be okay with transforming into whatever that is, you know, years ago I had heard we were, they were talking about volunteering at church and I was like, Oh, I don't, I, you know, I've done the kids ministry before, like I've paid my dues. I don't want to do it anymore. And they started a fitness ministry. I'm like, Oh, well, I can like volunteer to like help coach boot camp Cause that's like my area of expertise. And I just do it when I can. And I'm like, wow, this feels really great. Now it's super early. So when I get up, I'm always like, but after I'm done, I'm like, Oh, this felt so great. This felt so, so good as a way to serve at church without it, you know, you know, being like a big, you know, energy drainer for me. And it makes me feel good and help lead people to taking care of themselves and doing it in a place of faith is really cool. But if I wasn't taking the time to listen and actually take action, I would have never had that opportunity to be able to meet some really cool people doing that too. Mm, exactly. That's such a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gabe, I have loved this conversation with you. So I've just started doing these rapid fire questions with my guests because I was on someone else's podcast and they did this. And I was like, well, that was a fun way to end, <laughs> end our interview. So we're going to do it together today. Does that sound okay? Sure. That sounds fun. Okay. Let's do it. So what is your current favorite healthy habit? I would say running, but um, actually I'm going to go a different way and say it's now hiking for teeners, but I don't know if that's a habit because it's like a monthly thing, but it's a new thing like hiking or um, trail running now that I'm near the mountains. That's so cool. I We love to get outside the best. Um, what is your drink order at Starbucks or your favorite coffee shop? So, well, my favorite coffee, sh- coffee shop is all the ones that are not chains, like anywhere that's local. It's really cutesy, but I don't drink coffee. So this is a fun question. I actually, my favorite drink order at Starbucks would be hot chocolate with a um, splash of either mint, like peppermint or pump. Very, very good. I like that. You're like one of the, I've had a few people say, I don't drink coffee. (laughs) All right. I'm, I I'm a rarity. It. I love it. And then what was your last purchase on Amazon or like last guilty pleasure, pleasure purchase, whatever you choose. <laughs> well, I think the funny one is a big Nate book. Um, but the reason I had to buy it is because our dog literally ate my son's homework. Oh. No, um, my, he brought home a book from his teacher's collection and our dog literally ate it. Um, so he's been known to eat my to-do lists and things like that. So I had to repurchase it for her. <laughs> oh, and big night books are great. My 11 year old loves big night books. That's so much fun. Oh my gosh. That's funny. That's always a, a funny response out of everybody. So well, Gabe, <laughs> where can everyone connect with you and find out more about your show and more about you? 
Sure. Well, my podcast is called Goal Driven Moms. Uh, the best place to connect with me is to head on over to my website, redhotmindset.com. The podcast is linked there and any socials as well. Awesome. Gabe, thank you so much for coming on the show. I love this conversation with you. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. I loved it too. Gabe, thank you so much for this conversation. My husband might even listen too, since we're talking about running and that is like his soulmate workout. If you guys know, you know, we've talked about soulmate workouts plenty of times here, but we are training for life like we talked about with this episode with Gabe. I'll make sure to link everything in the show notes so you can connect with her, but let's talk about my three biggest takeaways for you. So number one, we aren't taking the plan, the time to plan or have a vision in regards to training for real life right? So when you're running a marathon, like we said earlier, it's life is a marathon, not a sprint. We are training for life. It takes time. It takes dedication, right? You have to set some many goals along the way for your training. You have to fuel yourself. This falls right in line with our what we talk about here all the time. Training for life, you need to focus on your fundamental needs. How are you fueling yourself through your food freedom? How are you moving your body? We're not just going all out all the time because that's not how a marathon is ran, right? We can't have our foot on the accelerator all the time. You'll burn out or you'll get hurt and be forced into rest. And lastly, mindset. You have to be dedicated. You have to be okay with maybe some not with some runs not going the way you plan but still being confident in the plan that you have set for yourself oh I just love this analogy so much so it reply uh, totally applies to the way we talk about our healthy habits here and we are training for life I love it so falling right in line, number two, Gabe's red hot mindset. So stepping into the fire, you know, sometimes you you set things on fire to help mold them and it's uncomfortable, it's hot. You can't have challenge or transformation without pain sometimes. It's uncomfortable, not actual physical pain. Well, maybe if you're running a marathon, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've stood at a finish line before and like, if you want to have some emotions, stand at the finish line of a marathon, by the way. <laughs> but I hope you don't have physical pain. While you're doing something to find your purpose, while you are being molded into who you're supposed to be in your purpose. So, you know, don't you don't you don't care what other people think. You're doing it scared. You're absolutely setting outside your comfort zone, and that's uncomfortable. And like Gabe mentioned, when we're out finding our purpose, it's not just one purpose. There are multiple purposes that we can have under our belt, if you will. I love the habits she mentioned too, to help you find that white space to maybe get on, to think about how to get uncomfortable, you know, journaling habits, listening to that inner voice and journaling the why, digging deeper into what is flowing out of you. I love those habits to help you step out of your comfort zone and train for life. And then lastly, I think this is really important to all the mamas out there. Your kids are watching you run your race. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. Your kids are watching you run your race. It makes me think of all the times I've stood at a finish line with my kids and watched my husband finish a race and how excited we all are and we're just pumped up for him. 
But it also makes me think of, you know, I'm not like a fast runner. I'm not even like a super competitive person. I'm usually just out for like the experience and having fun if I'm ever doing a race. You know, if you listen way back, my husband and I used to do Spartan races together. Like we went kind of like all out. Like we had a big transformation and we're like, let's do Spartan races. And he was super competitive. And for me, it was just like, I just got to finish it. I can't tell you how many times my kids were at the finish line cheering their heads off for me. Like I was like winning. (laughs) I was not (laughs) winning any of those races by any means. But they were watching me run my race and they were cheering me on because I was their mom, right? Like she said, your purpose is to be a good enough mom for your kids, not like the most perfect mom, the best mom for your kids, a good enough mom, not having to be perfect. You're not having to come in first place because guess what? They're still going to be waiting there for you, cheering you on at the finish line, regardless if you're in first place or you're crawling across the finish line. <laughs> and that's also a really good analogy with the Spartan race because you actually jump over fire at the end across the finish line. Oh, I love all these analogies today. So gang, get uncomfortable. Start figuring out a plan to train for your life and find your purpose. Okay, create that space to find out what your purpose is. Make a plan supported by your healthy habits and step into the fire in order to have a transformation. Gabe, thank you again so much for coming on the show. I love this conversation, gang. I have everything Gabe linked in the show notes for you so you can go listen to her show and connect with her as well. Again, I'm so proud of everyone that has enrolled in the Accelerator so far Keep going. If it's called on your heart to do so, feel free to send me any questions you have or listen back to this past weekend's episode. I did an Accelerator mini-series in the last episode. I answered a lot of questions that you had and shared a couple testimonials for my amazing clients. So sending you all a big hug. Let's train for life, my friends. You got this. Hey girl, real quick before you go, if you want some free motivation texted to you every week to help you habit hack your health, send me your favorite emoji to 773-904-2157 to sign up for my weekly pump up texts. I can't wait to catch up with you there. And if you have any quick questions for me or feedback, it's me on the other end. So text me back, friend. And if you love the show, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a rating and review in iTunes. That way more mamas can find the show. Tag me in your Instagram stories at emilynichols22. What you love about the show. Show me your review so I can shout you out. Love and appreciate you, friend. I'll see you next time.